0: Hello, I'm Rob Hirschfeld, CEO and co founder of RackN and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. In today's episode, we talk about identity, specifically digital identity, and how it can be used to basically build better trust and systems in our daily transactions. But there are really significant challenges and consequences to having a national, guaranteed identity, a single identity provider, um, knowing who you're interacting with um, in every form and every situation is not as simple as you might think. Uh, and there's a lot of analogs to physical identity that are worth considering and discussed. And really thinking through what would it mean for us to not have uh, privacy or ask the question of does identity mean we don't have privacy? in our interactions, and who can we trust, and what authority do they have? A ton of great questions about the impact of identity in our digital lives. Uh, And if this is a topic of interest, I know you will enjoy the conversation. Um, I had a question from a topics perspective today. I had on the schedule, is universal identity possible? Um, if so, what could we change Like talk that through? But since we've been talking through innovation, um, I would be happy to, to, as we often do, push the universal identity topic into the future and talk innovation um, today instead of December 14th when we have it otherwise scheduled. You have a
1: preference? No objections. <laughs>
0: To, to um either one, I would love to actually do the universal um yeah th- and then we have a then I, I don't have a topic set for the sixteenth, although I do have the meeting scheduled for next week uh, yes um so I let me frame the the identity question um, okay. as as something to ponder here um, so in the current. Technology morass that we have. Identity is something that is is usually handled on a on a platform by platform basis, um, with some some sort of rare. Let me you know, hey, I can reuse my Google account or my Facebook account or something like that. But having having a shared identity model, um, you know, it, it it ends up creating there's a lack of security because we're not. We're not all using a, a strong identity. But there's another piece to this that I think is worth discussing, which is it's not handled in a way that is is tied to people. Like with a driver's license, you get a license and it's a statement that you are the person you say they are because you're carrying that card. With identity in most in, in all instances that I can think of for the internet, we are we are really giving you access to accounts. and then assuming that there's an identity component to it, like I'm carrying my cell phone, so when somebody sends me a text, it's verifying that I'm me or I can access the account. But we're not actually saying that when Rob Hirschfeld logs into, you know, a service using Google's his Google account, that that is Rob Hirschfeld logging into the service. It's not really right. identity. It's auth- it's, auth- it's auth. It's authors. It's authentication. Um
2: well, Yeah. It's you, well, it, you have credentials you right. you you're, you are in possession you are in possession of the of the credentials that's about it
3: i go ahead i would say that it's still identity it's just not yeah. identity tied to a single person yeah
2: the the, the linkage okay. is here here's well it's not a it's not a verification of the identity there's an assumption that if you have all of the credentials the mul- multiple factors the 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 history a variety of things it's you know it's sufficient for the service or the the use that um, that you're making of that identity they can make the decision they can make the call you know that's that's close enough. It's good enough. I don't have to have had this person come in to an office with um, birth certificate papers and everything else and have uh, an attestation that, yeah, that's
0: Rob Hirschfeld. Do we, I, I guess part okay, of so Go ahead. Go ahead, Joanne. My question will
1: be. I I need to ask a question before I comment. Yeah, Having a universal identity, which could have multiple flavors of authentication or credentialing, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what does that – is it from an interoperability perspective? Like, you're coming – I'm trying to figure out where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, What's the why? And actually, what are the other four whys that go after the why? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's yeah. that's to me the fun part of this conversation and where, where my question was gonna get to. Okay. Because because regardless of the technical feasibility, it when we interact in a physical environment, there you know, we are us. Um and and there are places where our you know it's very hard there is no anonymous. There's places where your identity is not checked, but but you're not, you don't have expectation that you can go into a grocery store anonymously or even a library, right? There's, there's, this is where it gets into, There's things like I, you don't walk, when you walk into a library, you might not want a surveillance state reviewing the, the books that you check out or look at on the shelves or things like that. But there is actually a, you know, you're, you're short of, you know, you might wear if <laughs> you wear a glass, wear wear a hat and glasses, or things like that. But it's still you doing that action, and you don't have an expectation that that you that you're you're not that you're not you're not identifiable in those cases.
3: I mean, I, I can walk into a library and peruse the books anonymously and walk out without the books.
0: Uh, if the librarian knew you, they could say Klaus was here, and they came in at this time, or right. It's you're you're not in 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 the internet, the digital sense. You could cloak your identity, and there's an expectation that you can completely cloak your identity and take actions. Or even if you even if you right, let me be, if you if you had right your account, your name, everything clearly identified, um, a well built profile, and you went and and took actions on the internet. There, there's actually, it, it looks like it could be you, but it might not be you. We don't, we don't have, this is what's missing in Strong Identity. We are, we are using the internet, digital technologies, to conduct business, personal lives, actions. And yet, there are m- m- many things on the internet that are not actually accountable back, strongly accountable back to people, to the person.
1: So what you're saying is there's no lineage or providence.
3: I mean um, I, I I could walk into the grocery store here and tell the clerk, my name is Rob Hirschfeld. Correct. They would they would take it as face value. Yes. Like it, because there's no direct connection there. Um I mean the the same happens on, on, on the internet. It's just the the expanse um, of the, the various places where you would identify yourself as so much bigger that it becomes more noticeable.
0: Or, well, I mean, we've had cases like where, where Twitter X, um, you know, where they turned off the verified services right. people created fake accounts that looked verified and people impersonated brands and other people um, right. to pretty harmful, you know, Potentially harmful effects that's
2: and, because there was no verification of identity that Twitter implemented and by verification I mean you know um it could be you know multiple sources of of uh of identity or uh, presumed identity can can you come up with the following credentials um the other thing that uh, we're talking about um, You've got biometrics which you know are hard to fake. Um, right. those are the, those kinds of things. But, but also the once again. Yeah. I'm sorry, okay. go ahead, Klaus.
3: I, I thought you had finished so go ahead and finish your thoughts.
2: Yeah. What I was going to say is um, it's in part the the environment or the the, the situation. The context in which identity is required, the uh, the issue of privacy. You know, we've we've all heard about the the issue that says uh, I've got ways in which uh, I don't have to give. Um, you know, when the policeman stops me and says, uh, you know, uh, I need to know that you are a um, valid. Licensed driver uh, in the state of California, mm-hmm. and do I have to? Do I have to show him my driver's license with the number, with my address, with my you know, with something else? Or are there other ways of doing it? Turns out that there are other ways of kind of saying yes. Uh, this person has just provided me with enough information that I can. Validate the specific context in which I'm interested, and that I have the right to know. Maintaining that individual's privacy. So, you've used identity in the background. It's indirect. So the question the question is context here.
3: Yeah, you 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 use in many cases you use trust uh, from others to. To provide exactly. your identity, for example, yeah. um I, I'm assuming it's the same in, in, in the United States, but but here in Canada, um, if you need to, if if you lose your your documents, like your your, your passport, mm-hmm. and, and you and you need to create a, a new one, you can provide, so like you a valid document like a driver's license, per, per certificate, and so on, or you can get attestations from people in public um, service uh, positions, like doctors, teachers, and so on, mm-hmm. to attest that you are who you are. Ah. The same happens so, you know, on the So, attestations. Like okay, when, attestations. When, mm-hmm. Yeah. When you sign up, for example, for a financial account, like a mortgage or a bank, or, or or even some other online service that deals with finances, they don't check your documents directly. They use a KYC service that checks those documents for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they trust uh, the KYC service to, to verify, to, to, to attest to who you are. Yeah, that's partially true.
1: But when you actually go to a closing to sign a mortgage, you have to produce two pieces of ID to the lawyer who then acts as the, not as a surrogate of KYC, on the application side for a basically, legal document.
2: Basically yeah. witness or an access exactly.
3: Yeah. The, the lawyer yeah. witnesses tells- that the person showing up, is the same one as the person who initiated the process
2: right right yeah so
3: like they're not going to go check that and, and, and verify your credit history or 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 or, or that, or that yeah. the documents you produce uh are, have been uh provided by a legal authority because that has already been done by by someone else
1: I'll, I'll, the only point that I was trying to make, Klaus, is that there is a check and balance.
3: Yes.
1: And I'm not sure that it is necessarily the same in the U.S. I believe that it is. But to Rob's point about identity, and, you know, a few years ago, I I was involved in a study with one of the U.S. universities with regard to child identity theft. And this was the big issue that you could only go so far to actually link the physical human to the virtual human and unless you could close that gap you are always going to have issues of, of identity theft and misrepresentation because, I, and they are different but where it really figures in especially in the US is and, and it's frightening absolutely frightening how many times this happens um the the bad actor will seize the identi identity of an infant at birth and then create a whole persona and a whole history of that individual walk into a remote location get a mortgage for a property the whole thing is fake and yet the law has not caught up with this to the point that there were cases when i was involved in the study and even more of them now where <clears throat> the parents of the child were being held liable for the payout of those wow. mortgages, even though they were absolutely a hundred percent fake.
3: In and many cases, also, is, it's it's the parents who are doing or performing identity theft.
1: In some so cases, when they play yes,
3: cards in, in the name of their children,
1: right, right, and it it, it is it is both situations. Where And there were the, whole, the whole issue of it was where we only get our papers when we turn 16 or when we go to work, you guys get them at birth, right, for social security number. We don't get ours until we're much older. Oh. So the system has more records on which to make the, the validity and the verifications so there is a stronger connection. Right. I mean, think about you can spoof an IP address of the IP address of the individual. The IP address that I'm using may or may not actually be mine. Right. So you can't use it through a digital trail that way. What you can do, however, is use uh, uh, other forms of hashes. I guess would be the best way to describe it, to you know, be that ultimate point that my hash, my personal private hash, not that not relating to Bitcoin or anything even close to that, but my personal private hash could actually be that universal identifier and be the single source of truth. Yeah, public. You would implement that.
2: Pardon yeah, me? It's, a, it's public key, private key types of of approaches that is. Which are effectively hashes can be used yeah. in that way.
0: Um
3: yeah. Which is used I was actually effectively in, in scenarios that are more declarative. Like for example, yeah. right uh, GitHub. Like it, it, it's very easy to 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 change your uh, your git config to mm-hmm. change it to like in, impersonate someone else by just oh. like changing the name and creating a commit. On someone as a snake however what is it's not easy is that if you create your github account and you upload a public key and then sign your commits with your private key yep the impersonator cannot do that
2: right, right. They, they can claim that it came from rich Miller but it 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 is it's clear there that 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 uh, contribution has
0: not been validated in that way. So yeah, I, I, again, um, that's, that's, that's more than just confirming your identity, that's actually
3: signing your activity. Well, do you, 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 that's your private key big, be, becomes that, your identity, and yeah. then your GitHub account name just becomes your public alias.
1: Right. The and the question right. is whether or not that's more feasible in quantum. <laughs>
3: And, and also, more importantly, there. is you can create a new private identity, link it to your old one, and continue working as yourself. This is right. one of the, the reasons why uh, I would argue against universal identity, particularly mm. the, the like immutable universal identity. I would rather see federated identity where where I can start with one identity that, that has a certain area of trust, and then link that to another identity and say, I am the same person as that. And yeah. and then my if the, if that other identity is new, it has the same area of trust as my old one. If that other identity is, is an older one, then my new area of trust is bigger, because it's mm-hmm. it's a mutual verification. Say, so I am he, I am him, and, and and he is me.
2: Yeah. In, uh, is is it a Klaus? Is it an issue of immutability, or is it a is it um, an issue of as you point you you describe as as federated? I'd be more inclined to say it's it's kind of uh, it's linked, or it's you know it's 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 a form of. Um, the de- mutual dependency that can't be, uh, that can't be broken, which means that I can say I'm now using a new, a new token of identity, or I'm using a, a specific token of, of identity when I'm, uh, Rich Miller, the private citizen, or when I'm Rich Miller, the, uh, uh, the officer of a, of a, of a company with, uh, different kinds of responsibilities.
3: There's two reasons why I would prefer federated entities. One yeah. is um, the ability to forget a certain identity. Yes. Like, but, but, like I'm, I'm sure least, we've all had this issue where Equifax or TransUnion or, or so on, they have incorrect yeah. information about us. They, they made right. a correlation that, that it that is not factual. Right. Yeah, uh, and there's no recourse to to correct that. With federated identities, you'll be able to drop the yeah. part that you don't want. The other part is privacy. Yes, I I want to I, I want to have the ability to create a a whole new identity. It's going to have less trust, but it's going to be unlinked, and uh, and I want to be able to use it. And then if I feel comfortable linking that identity to my existing one to expand this trust, I want to be able to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. But that but this is this to me is where there's a there's a difference that I I would I would ask about because having having an unlinked identity I think is is problematic versus having a minimally linked identity I think is okay and I think from a privacy perspective we actually we we are this is sort of where my 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 concerns come in all this is that are we in in the name of protecting privacy and having unlinked identities where people can can you know operate without any connection, actually making the whole internet less safe, but actually less private, because we're reverse engineering all this stuff. Whereas if yeah. we said, Hey, every person has an a, you know, has a there is a way to know that you're on the internet doing your stuff. And when you're in this, you know, you have the ability to say, you know what, I don't want to leak all of this information. It's like the ridiculous cookie stuff we have right now. It's not doing anything for anybody where you could actually say, hey, I need a and I like the idea of a federated identity, but an identity in this circumstance that is still a verifiable identity that you can say that is a person. I might not know who it is, but it is a person. Um, And, uh, and, and so, so if, if you, I. And- Go ahead. And
2: if you see a transaction or a message from that same source, you are you as the recipient are assured that it is the same source as opposed to someone uh, ma- masquerading as that source. That's the point.
3: Right? Oh, or or if you, or if you send threatening- are, go ahead are fine when we want to take one identity and, and use it as a and, and use it to attest to the yeah the personality of another identity however exactly. we still need unlinked identities absolutely needed for the case of government mm-hmm. abuse domestic abuse mm-hmm. yeah like that the, the, these are yeah persons who Absolutely need an anonymous, an anonymous by 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 necessity has to be an unlinked way of communicating with those who can provide help.
1: Right. And okay, so that you know, moons ago but, now,
2: but that we can't talked be about, Right. Um, That's the point.
1: We talked about digitized identity. And decentralized identity like way back when Mm -hmm. which is kind of coming now full circle but to close this point here's my question why wouldn't you use time as a factor not in multi-factor authentication but in order to prove the act the identity that was used was used only for a particular period of time in a particular situation and then rolled into another one. Use numerology for it. You you know, it's kind of like people become GTIN numbers. Every activity that you do, whether it's kept long-term in an immutable blockchain or whatever, it's not the format that matters. It's the fact that for a particular period of time, you used an identity. Yeah. Period. It's... And it's it is context. no way related to any other identity or could well, be changed.
2: It's linked. It's linked to some, to someone or to something. I mean, that
1: at the outset. Yes. that yes. that. To, but
2: to, again, this goes back to, you know, context, what is and, and time is a perfect uh, example of, of a, you know, of a context. Uh, this is, you know, this makes me this you know use of this identity uh has validity with a um with a service of some sort for a you know a specific uh, length of time that's my subscription and uh if i want to extend the subscription i have to you know do something that gives me a a, a new you know a new version of it or some other aspect of is is added. I think it, time is a, is perfectly reasonable to be used in some cases,
3: and, and it's already being used. Like at the, yeah. the, there, there is mm-hmm. at the very least one famous or infamous social media site, but I'm I'm sure other ones use it too. That where you can allow or or deny certain actions based on the recency of the account. So, if the account was recently created, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, there's no trust in it. Could be about, If the account 30 is 30 days on, it, it can comment. If the account is like a year old, it can do can do more things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so the, when I, we, just but, by
1: example, when we built your secure for any of the payments, you had a five minute timeout before the token reset itself to a different number to complete a single transaction. Right. Then we shortened that down, and we did it in 30-second increments because we knew that between the time that something went in a cart and somebody hit pay or continue or whatever the thing was, we could shorten those times. And if it was after that, the transaction would not be processed. You'd have to ask for a new token to actually make the payment go through. And the same would happen on every session. So you'd have different sets of num- uh, timings that would be used to try and prevent not only certain kinds of attacks, but to also have the ver- the veracity that the identifier was not the phone that the p- payment was being made on because it, at that time they didn't have you know um, uh, biometrics associated with them. So you could never have the phone, if it was stolen, for example, you would never have the opportunity to be victimized by theft. So to me, the idea of doing not a session time necessarily, but a particular contextualized um, uh, scenario or situation with timing might get you to where you're thinking about going.
3: And banks do do something like that as well like yeah, in, in your transaction history let, let's say uh rob like your your regular transactions happen in in baltimore. so in the morning you, in baltimore you 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 buy a coffee um, yeah. and, and then in in the evening you 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 buy another coffee on the, on the way home uh but then at noon there is a transaction in uh, uh, Slovakia.
2: In London, there's, there's no
3: way where it's physically yeah. possible for you to travel to Slovakia and, and and back. Right. That 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 is still, however, a time dimension there.
1: Right.
0: Exactly. But that's, I mean, there, we're, were those become auditable. I, I guess you might so that we're tying back to a person and what they're physically able to do. From that perspective, right. right, and so we could we could tie entity to a geolocation. Um, yes. well
2: that's another piece of context. But remember, you know, if I when I <laughs> when I uh, mm-hmm. resubscribe or I or I pay my um, when I book a hotel in London for a trip I'm going to take next month, mm-hmm. and they require a credit card and you know unless the the details of that transaction come back to my bank the bank that manages my credit card uh all too often it jams me and says we've you know we've held up that transaction and you know is is this in fact you right and it's yeah it is me i've i've just booked a, i've just booked a room in london for you know next month and I've used my credit card and and they 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 tap it in advance, so I need another factor of authentication in that particular case
0: but this this to me is exactly the the dilemma because identity is weak when you take an action, there's no right we we're reverse engineering a whole bunch of stuff to Say, oh, this is actually Rich's transaction. Um, whereas right, everything we're describing, it's like, and, and I I feel like this is where things are going. And I, I can't decide if I'm happy about it or not. It's like, okay, services are tracking my location, right? They're tracking my travel plans, they're tracking my transactions. So, so in because we don't have like, oh, this is a strong identity, <laughs> and rich rich, we know we, you know, you can track it back to the person then what we end up doing is correlating all this stuff that feels very invasive to me because we're 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 looking at a proxy for it's having it's
2: well, it's and and you know you're absolutely right and you know the other side of it is of course people uh, object to these national identities right. or you know kind of government issued identities which um you know for any number of reasons including other aspects of privacy invasion and so forth. So it is, it's going to be a continual, you know, balancing act. And and the point I think that I, I I want to make is it's it is context dependent. It is important to know for what reasons identity must be assured, and you know someone has got to say. Hey, it's it, it's important if you know if Rich is uh, booking a uh, a three hundred dollar you know room in in London three hundred or you know Rich is uh, just given a signal to you know fire an intercontinental ballistic missile. I think there's 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 a different in, difference in in context there. So, uh, so um,
3: what, what we're talking about there is authorization. And, exactly. and this brings us back to the basic, basically the, the three A's of login systems authentication, exactly. authorization, authorization, and uh, accounting. Exactly. So, so basically, you say, okay, are you who you claim to be? That's authentication. Are you allowed to do what you want to what do? What you value, ad- authorization. What's okay. And, and, and-, and then I'm going to log what, what you just did so I i'm going log, to
2: log what you just did or i'm going to make sure that um other other aspects of the transaction are sufficiently assured like you have uh, money in the bank or you know, your your debit card is willing to you know yeah. accept that that's exactly the those are exactly the right three but uh,
3: but yeah so so it, Going back to, to the identity part and um, for example the credit card transaction, like it, it, it's not that your identity is, is verified. It, it's just the verification is that whether the transaction that you tried to make yes. is authorized.
2: Yes. And and the way in which it <laughs> currently falls out is I need to provide some additional source of um, authenticability of, of authentication in order for my bank to, to proceed with the transaction. Let me ask a question. What about identities associated with processes or with, um, I mean, in, in many cases, yes, we're, we've been talking about individuals we've, we've linked identities to persons. But very often, you know, actions are taken, transactions are taken by processes, um, and you want to assure yourself of the identity of the process with all the same kind of AAA that that Klaus just just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Then we're talking about
2: sessions. We're talking about exactly, and this starts to get back into. Uh, time and and and, and uh, situations like uh, that Joanne has just been mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do we do we it, it, those processes very often have accountability? There's an organization <laughs> that the, is accountable. The the there's a there's an organization that is accountable for that transaction. Or that process, mm-hmm. and that this is a different kind of this is a different kind of identity and and different kind of a triple A, but it's it's almost all of the same mechanisms that have to be put in place.
1: But with
0: go ahead, John.
1: Sorry, Rob, I didn't mean to cut you off. Of course. Um, with processes, though, and this is very much a, a thing in manufacturing. Processes have identifiers and they have audit trails Mm -hmm. that lead to those identifiers, which means that they have, you know, it's a trigger or there's an event that triggers the call of the process. Those three things have identifiers, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the process and the duration of the process the systems that it touches or, or a, a single touch also have identifiers. So we already right. have much of that in place because we need it for value stream mapping, because we need it for audit for trails. Accounting,
2: for accounting. So I'm, I'm, you've taken the bait here, guys, because, <laughs> well, you know, I'm I a process. Know. Well, what if I'm the process, why don't I have that same kind of, why don't I have or as or why don't individuals have the same type of um, infrastructure and uh, and functionality and features that the process you just described have? And it comes down to one of individual, I think one of the issues, of course, comes
0: down to Privacy. Um, yeah. I, I, this and, is the dilemma,
2: yeah. exactly.
0: It and this is right. I this is I think the, the challenge we we just use two words that I that weigh heavily on my mind at, from the beginning of the conversation, which is accountability and privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. okay,
1: so I would like to briefly address those two, and Please. in especially in response to Rich's point about taking the bait. <laughs> we actually we actually do have if your credit card number is identified with you as is the cic on the back of it and other things we do have the event is the purchase We do have the number, the numerology, let's say, for lack of a better word, or the numeric identifiers to be those processes independently, right? For the audit trail. To your point about the infrastructure. In cases of travel, our passport number and our fingerprint on the passport, as well as the photograph of us, which is also digitally encrypted, have the numerics to do that but I think to Rob's point you don't want to be a process in your everyday life when you go into the grocery store looking for the chocolate bar or the bag of chips yet unfortunately you are because from the (laughs) time you leave your house to the time you come back to your house there's CCTV everywhere yeah, that is recording you with in digital format with the same numerics that may or may not be associated to a number within your infrastructure as a process.
2: Well, it's it's a so, it's a this process is... of of entity resolution yes make that
1: happen
0: we're we're already bleeding so much information just by dragging our phone everywhere and it's only getting extreme
1: i Um, I wasn't even considering the phone i was just considering the environment around you because i think to your point about privacy we're very quickly especially with ai coming to the point that we as entities will have uh, a kind of persona attached to each of those identifiable processes. Oh my
0: goodness. Be- All right. we just uh- identified we just identified the topic for next week, which is I'm gonna call it surveillance state, uh the growing surveillance state. Sure. sure.
2: And 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 one of the questions, Joanne, that comes up is do I have one persona or are personas themselves Context-dependent.
1: I agree. They are context-dependent.
2: They have to be. dependent. Exactly.
1: And really, the only right of privacy that we have may be within the owned four walls that we each have.
0: My goodness. And, and with all gracious? the devices and listening and microphones, that's not even going. Nope. Yeah.
1: Well, I wasn't considering those. I'm saying if you live in a home with no, no, no service-oriented technology, you know, like right. your fridge is not ordering your groceries, then maybe you have some <laughs>
3: assumption of privacy. Yeah. So essentially, if you're a hermit in the mountains. Yeah. With no, without a phone.
1: <laughs> right. And you're eating your I, cedar trees.
0: I... I um, We made some progress on this. I I think there's this is this is the next topic we do, which is the growing surveillance state. I think will be an interesting flip of the coin. um, From do you
2: do you know do you know the surveillance capitalism kind of things? The the book that uh, uh, Shoshana Zuboff. uh, No, do we have a new book to add to the list? Oh, if you don't know about this, this. Her
0: her her research is is stunningly good. The age of surveillance capitalism, or is that? So it's called surveillance capitalism.
2: It was something she published, but she's got numbers Shoshana of papers. Zuboff.
0: Okay, Zuboff.
2: yeah, Shoshana Zuboff.
0: I'm adding she's... it to our our book club list, and then 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 there's an obligatory reminder that we are supposed to be doing the book discussion uh, on the 30th of November. It's coming up. Sorry,
1: which
0: book? Data science in Con- uh, data science in context book. Okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I have a copy of physical. Wow. I have to carry. I'm probably carrying to Vegas and reading on the plane, and then living <laughs> in Vegas. What comes to Vegas <laughs> stays in Vegas, as they say.
1: Except for the book. Exc- yeah, no, it'll, <laughs> it'll
2: go right there. It'll go right there next to the Gideon's
0: Bible in the. In the-, in the- <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just put it in the drawer and swap it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, on that note, everybody, thank you for a delightful conversation. And next week we're gonna talk about surveillance.
2: Okay. Uh, Take we care. Bye-bye.
0: As always. These are such robust conversations. I really enjoy how we pull apart these issues and bring in dimensions that are so critical to how we are conducting our digital experience, how we're building these technologies, Um, ideas about why and when we need privacy, how and when we control processes, what systems and brands and companies have to say and do from authentication and trust. So many interesting topics. I know as as we usually do, we go deep and still feel like we've only touched the surface. Uh, we will continue to decompose these topics and I hope you choose to be part of the round table. Bring in your questions, ideas, and thoughts. You can find out our schedule and the topics that we're gonna discuss at the 2030.cloud. And consider being part of our book club. Uh, we are constantly selecting books. That we think are interesting and uh, then bringing those in for discussion also. Hope to see you there. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Cloud 2030 podcast. It is sponsored by RackN, where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently because that's what RackN does. We write software that helps put Uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure, really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible. If this is interesting to you, uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly, or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. It's all part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank you.